And uh, you know what? Great to have you here this morning. We are in a series called Completely His. Completely His. That's what we're talking about. Looking to put a giant exclamation point on that today. All right? Completely His. And so we've talked about it meaning sold out. Uh, not partially, but all the way in. Completely His. And... Um, one who is completely his, he, he worships him, he, he walks with him, he works with him, he, he witnesses of him. Uh, worship, it means like you know him and you adore him no matter what, right? All out, all the time. And, and walk, Lord, whatever's not like me, like you now, change it. Like I'm here and grow me. Walk and work. Uh, Lord, what needs to be done within your church walls for your glory to help rock this body? What can I be a part of? And witness, Lord, who are you calling me to share about you with? All right. Worship, walk, work, and witness. And we went through those over the last few weeks. And Pastor Steve, great job last week bringing witness to you guys. And just a simple challenge of being real about your faith in the community. And uh, so what's a great exclamation point on completely his? Uh, Let's make it public. Let's make sure that everybody knows and understands where I stand with Jesus Christ. All right. That's what we're talking about. And so if you notice our title for today, it's all in. Uh, Tell it through baptism. And so it's more than that today. We're going to talk about a couple of pieces, but let's make sure we understand the whole of what it looks like to uh, be standing in good stead with God and to be proclaiming proclaiming him with all we've got. All right. So turn with me, if you will, to Acts chapter 10, verses 44. And on Acts 10:44, and we got ushers coming forward. They've got Bibles in their hands, so if you need a Bible, just raise your hand, and they'll get one to you. All right, Acts 10:44, and uh, they'll get a Bible to you there. We're going to walk verse by verse through this. All right, so let's make sure we learn what God has to say this morning from His Word. <clears throat> all right, so a couple of steps to making it public. One thing we need to recognize first and foremost. Point number one: uh, God's saving grace is available to all who believe in Jesus Christ. God's saving grace is available to all who believe in Jesus Christ. All right? So notice, let's just start out in verse 44 here. It says, While Peter was still saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word. And the believers from among the circumcised who had come with Peter were amazed because the Holy Spirit was poured on even on the Gentiles. For they were hearing them speaking in tongues and extolling God. Uh, They saw some people saved. Have you ever seen somebody accept Christ? Have you ever seen the life change that goes on? That moment of transformation and the tears in their eyes and the wake-up call that's happening in their life. And it's awesome to be a part of seeing those things happen. And Notice it starts out, while Peter was still saying these things. What things was he saying? Always good to catch context, right? So let's go back a little bit. <clears throat> we drop back to uh, verse 34, and there's seven things that he was saying. Uh, first, he says, God shows no partiality. God shows no partiality. I'm telling you, God is not a bigot. God does not have favorites in one way or another where he's like, oh, I like this ethnicity over another, or I like this behavior over another in that regard. It's not looking for an individual that he shows partiality towards like that. Uh, It's basically saying, I'm telling you, God loves Jews and Gentiles. That was his message. Uh, The message for so long had been Jew only, right? Jesus Christ said he predominantly came for the Jews at that point. His message was to them. 
but the message is about ready to break out. Do you know what I'm saying? It's Acts chapter 10. And, and this is it. This is turnaround time. It's time for the message to go way out. And Peter's like, God shows no partiality. Um, it doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what's been done. God loves you. And he's got a plan for you. That's what he's saying. He's saying, hear me. Your God is on your side. Are you willing to come to him? God shows no partiality. Uh, second one that he said there uh, starts in verse 38. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. God Almighty came to earth. He became man, Jesus Christ. And in the midst of becoming man, Jesus Christ, he also now is empowered by the Holy Spirit. God Almighty. You've got God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. And and this power coming over him. And what is going on? An awesome opportunity to see the power of God unleashed. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit. Well, what does that look like? Well, right after it, he says, uh, he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. Great things happened on earth because Jesus was there. Some would say he was a good man. Yes, he was. Uh, He healed. Yes, he did. Uh, He helped a lot of people. That's who Jesus was. Yes, that's true. And a lot more. You know what I'm saying? But yes, that's true. And, and well, how much more? So his fourth point says at the end of 39 there, they put him to death by hanging him on a tree. He went to the cross of Calvary for you and for me. Him for me. That's the gospel message. And, and Peter hits it by point four of his little message. He's like, you've got to understand he died on the cross Unwarranted, but he hung there where, where actually criminals should hang. That's where Jesus Christ went. Point number five, next verse. But God raised him from the dead. Uh, our Savior lives. Amen. Amen. Uh, that's what he's talking about. You've got to understand that Jesus Christ came to this earth, empowered by the Holy Spirit, did great things. He healed people. He shared of great truth. He died on the cross for you and for me, and he rose again from the dead. Our God lives. That's who Jesus Christ is. He said, I'm not done. Point number six, verse 42. He commanded us to preach. Peter's like, so by the way, you will hear this from me, right? He commanded us to preach. To the people and to testify that he is the one appointed by God to be judge over the living and the dead. Jesus Christ, uh, he lives, he reigns, he rules, he will be judge over all. He was provider for mankind, he will be judge over mankind. That was his message to the Gentiles. Know this, the Jesus that I love and the Jesus that I worship, he's provided for you. And at the same time, he will finally stand in judgment saying, are these ones with me or not? That's the simple question. It's not, were they good enough? 
It's not, did they earn it? It's not, were they of the right ethnicity? It's, are they believing in me and trusting in me? Am I their God? That's where he's at. Jesus standing as final judge. Seventh point and the big one. To him, all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. And there's some victory through his name. See, love this, not through your effort, not through your pedigree, not through your uh, stellar calendar of results that go on week by week where you accomplish so much and no through his name and our one job believe in him believe in him and what do we get forgiveness of sins i love this point that steve made last week uh you don't have the gospel if you don't have the discussion of sin and uh peter chose to put it at the end in this message Guys, we have stuff to clear up. We are not right with God Almighty. And uh, just the way we live life every day puts us in rebellion against his holiness. We're in sin. We've fallen short. We missed the mark. And there is one hope. There is one way. Jesus Christ and him crucified and him risen and him reigning and him ruling my God and my king. Now that's a message preached, amen? I would have loved to have been there and heard Peter thunder this message forward to the Gentiles. Cannot imagine the stir that took place. And uh, how do you know God's at work? Uh, because you see him work in people's hearts and they respond. Check this out. Uh, while Peter was still saying these things, while he was still in the words, it's not like he got done and went, Period. I'm sitting down. Let's see what God does now. Words were still coming out of his mouth. While he's saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word. Okay, now we got to be careful here. This isn't just here like it hit their ears. This is here like it hit their ears and it went straight to their heart and it pierced them. This is here like they really heard. You know what I'm saying? For all you parents out there, this is not here like when you ask your children to go make up their bed or or clean up their room and they're like, I heard you. And you're like, you're still watching TV. I heard you. That's not the kind of here I'm looking for, right? I'm looking for the here that results in feet moving towards room, right? Hearing me, please hear me, right? And then we always touch our heart, like somehow that matters more. (laughs) Hear me, right? That's what he's saying. All those who heard the word, head and heart, just passionate about Jesus Christ and who he is. They believed in him. Uh, The word believe, uh, man, have we butchered that word in American society today. Uh, It does not mean some cognitive mental recognition of fact. Uh, That is not believe. Believe, it's when you trust so much in the truth of it that your actions start following it. It calls you to action. That is real belief. Uh, belief without action is no belief at all. Another way we say it is a faith that changes is a faith that saves. All right? 
And so, Lord, what do you want from me? And where do you want me to go? And rock my world. I'm ready for you to be my king. Believe. Trust. <coughs> a faith in him. Hearing him. It says, and the believers from among the circumcised. Everybody say, that's the Jews. Yeah, the Jews. Uh, they believed. These were Jewish believers, Messianic believers. And they're like, this is awesome. We love the Jesus Jew thing. And now they've just seen Gentiles come to Christ. And they're like, it says they, they were with Peter and they were amazed. Were amazed. Have you ever been amazed at something? Have you ever been so amazed that you stopped and you just went, whoa. You know what I'm talking about? Where the word whoa really comes out of your mouth and you didn't even plan it. Amazed. Jaw dropped. Stunned. They were stunned as they looked around. God allowed his Holy Spirit to be poured out on them to convince them that, <coughs> hang on, that uh, we are in need. Did we get it? Thanks. Five second rule on the cough drop, right? <laughs> We're all good now. <coughs> all right. They were amazed. Uh, it means God blew them away with what he was doing and what his plan was. They were in great wonder. They were astonished. Uh, they probably literally said the word woe in Hebrew, whatever that sounded like, right? The Holy Spirit did something there that they didn't think was possible. It says, because the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out even on the Gentiles. The gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out even on the Gentiles. They were hearing them speaking in tongues and extolling God. God was being praised. The word was being shared. Other languages were being used. <clears throat> in that moment, the sign was present that said, God is at work here. And we've talked a little bit about the sign gifts, and let's be careful. Sign gifts are not present so that we personally feel like we're saved. Sign gifts are present to make sure everyone understands God's at work right here. And you better understand what needs to be done. And often when we have the word of God prevalence and we can just read it and know it, we're clear. At this time, they didn't know what the game plan was. And God's like, hey, Jews, let me make you understand. I'm grafting them in. They're adopted as my children. They're mine. And God spoke through them. And the Holy Spirit moved. What a powerful moment. What an unbelievable time of salvation. You know, I love being there when someone accepts Christ. Uh, I remember uh, sitting in a truck when someone accepted Christ and the tears. Uh, I remember grand opening here. Do you remember that? And 30 some people accepting Christ that morning and another eight or 10 that week after. And um, it's powerful to see God work. Have you trusted in Jesus Christ as your Savior? Have you? And uh, some of you may be like, yes, I have. Uh, great. Then it's time to believe with all you've got. It's time to let your understanding change your actions. Lord, rock me and move me. I want to be completely yours. Sold out. And for some of you, you're like, I don't even know what it means to trust in Christ. <clears throat> I'm not even sure what it means to believe. 
You know, we've talked about seven points here that Peter went through. Let's just review them real quickly. We have a God who is not partial. We have a God who has appointed Jesus Christ, God Almighty in the flesh and the Holy Spirit pouring over him. We have him sharing and healing and training and teaching, dying on the cross and rising again for you and for me. Only three days in the tomb and then he's up and running around again. Raised again from the dead and then ascended into heaven. He is our judge, our ruler, and our king. If we believe in him, we have forgiveness of sins. We can summarize it this simply, him for me, him for me. Uh, Maybe another way to say it, we talked about it last week. We've talked about it a number of times here. Uh, It's not easy, but it's as simple as ABC. Admit, admit that you're a sinner. I get it, Lord, I'm not perfect. I'm done trying to earn it. Admit. Uh, Believe. Believe that God came to this earth for you and for me. God Almighty in the flesh. Believe that he died on the cross for your sins and he rose again. He is alive. He's our king. He's our God. Believe. And remember, belief calls for action. Confess him as your Lord. God, you've got control of my life. No more earning it. You've got me. Confess him as your Lord. That's what it looks like to be saved. To be declaring him as your king. To believe in him. To see him for all of eternity as your God. Believe in him. Not some magic words, but your heart is there and you're in with him. And so we're not going forward without getting it clean. All right? So let's just take a moment. Let's bow our heads right here. All right? If you trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior, here's my request. You're praying like crazy right now. Someone right here who may need to come to know him as their Savior, just be praying that God be moving in this place. Lord, may we meet you here. If you have not trusted in Christ as your Savior, You've been wrestling back and forth. You, you can't really put a stake in the ground. You're, you're not sure if you've made him your king. Right now is the time. Lord, I'm ready to make you completely mine and me completely yours. If that's where you are and you want to say, I trust in you, I believe in you, Jesus, just pray this prayer after me, okay? It's not about a magic prayer. Just a great way to introduce yourself to him, that you're trusting in him, all right? Just pray this prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for who you are. Lord, I admit, not perfect. I've missed the mark. I've sinned. Lord, I get that. Please forgive me. Father, I also know that you provided. I thank you. For Jesus Christ. Thank you for his death on the cross and for his resurrection. Lord, please forgive me. Please use your shed blood to replace what I owe right now, right here. I'm amazed that I can be forgiven. Lord, I confess you as my God.
You are awesome. Lord, I believe in you and I confess you as my king. It's in your name I pray. Amen. All right, do me a favor. Just keep your heads bowed. If you did pray that prayer, uh, we go through this in a variety of ways. Sometimes we just leave this between you and God, but sometimes we just say, hey, if you want me to pray for you, I'd love to do that, okay? If you prayed that prayer, um, why don't you just raise your hand and let me know, and I'll pray for you right here now, okay? Just raise your hand, let me know. See that hand, see that, amen, 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 bro. See that hand? Man, I see that hand. Man, I see your hand. Man. God's moving in this place. Let's not go forward even one moment. If you want to make that commitment, just raise your hand. Let me know that I can pray for you. Man, I see that hand. Amen. Amen. Gotcha. Anybody else before we move on? Don't worry, it's not like you're missing your moment. God's here forever with you. What a great time to commit to him. Right? Let me pray for you guys. Father God, we lift these names right now. Lord, you tell us. Your angels celebrate every moment that a name is written in the Lamb's book of life. And Lord, we worship you right now as king. And Lord, we lift these names up, each and every one of them. Give them such a recognition, such an awareness of you in their life at this moment. That you are now their king and their God. Lord, be a part of life with them in a way they'll never have imagined. We pray for you to rock their world so deeply that they're in awe and amazed. Lord, we thank you for the privilege of salvation. We all stand in awe. And all of God's people said, Amen. Wow. God at work. And... uh We're only halfway there. All right? Uh, Make sure you know where you stand with Jesus Christ, saving God of the universe, and belief in him. Second, first belief, uh, then announced publicly through baptism. Publicly through baptism. What is that all about? Verse 47. Can anyone withhold water for baptizing these people? I love this question from Peter. He's been brought as the delegate to the Gentiles. Uh, He's supposed to represent. So he's like, y'all need to know Jesus. Boom. They all know Jesus. He's like, anyone withholding water right here? Do you see what I'm seeing? You know what I'm saying? And, And the Jews are like, we're good, right? He's like, I thought so. And uh, 
So can anyone withhold water for baptizing them? Who has received the Holy Spirit just as we have? Are you kidding me? We thought we had the inside scoop? Uh Uh-uh. Graft it in, baby. God at work in the world. Abraham promised to be the father of all nations, and you just learned how. God at work. And, uh, And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked him to remain for some days. I love that part. Hey, dude, you want to hang with us for a little while? That was awesome, right? Little side thing. Uh, says, uh, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? Baptism back then meant uh, standing for following their teaching. If you're baptized in the John Baptist, you believed in repentance and a coming king, Messiah, and you would trust in him with all you had. If you're baptized into Jesus Christ, you believe that he's the God of the universe. You believed he died on the cross for your sins. You believe that he rose again and he's your king. And if that's where you're at, then get baptized and show that God is your king and your God. That's all he was saying. Show who you're following. Be real and represent. You're like... I'm not really sure I understand baptism. There's been a lot of confusing stuff taught about it, Tim. Can you help me out there? Yes, I can. So uh, a few questions that we typically hear asked about baptism. Why? Why even be baptized? Well, let's start. Matthew 28, 18 through 20 says, make disciples. And uh, by the way, you do that by baptizing and teaching. So we've got a pretty clear command that that's what we're going to be about. Baptism. Uh, also, why do it? It allows us to say, I love Jesus Christ. I love him, and I, and I want to stand by him as my God. I'm his follower. He's my king. Uh, it's a symbol of our relationship with him. Baptism does not save. Everybody say, does not save. Does not save. Does not save. After the fact. Check it out. Look at the order here. <clears throat> they uh, heard. They believed. The Holy Spirit came on them. Everybody say, saved. saved. And then he says... I now command you to be baptized. Belief and then baptism. And we better get that down. All right? And so, no, baptism does not save, but it is a great opportunity for us to represent what's going on. We go down into the water, like down into the depths of death, and then up into new life. And so uh, we do immersion. Do you think? Uh, We're not just doing a little sprinkling over there. All right? And so we have a nice tank. We've got some great uh, opportunity for doing immersion. Uh, Baptism. Does it mean I have to have it all together? Uh, No. Uh, There is one person who has it all together, and we ask that you call him your God. Amen? And that's what we're talking about. I don't have it all together. Uh, I know the one who does, and he's my hope. And I'm saved through him, and I'm cleansed by him. And he's my king. Right? Baptism. I don't have it all together, but I'm believing. And that's where I'm at. So how do we baptize? So uh, water's the the symbol, and uh, immersion is how we do it. The word is baptizo in the Greek. It means to go under, to immerse. And so we immerse. All right? That's how we do it here. Is that the only way? What if I was uh, baptized in a sprinkling method? And, hey, we're okay. We say it as a joke around here, but uh, it's not how wet you get. Okay? But but we prefer to do immersion. That's our choice here, okay? And so that's how we go after it, all right? And um, 
We can talk more on the side about that if you've got some qualms about being baptized through sprinkling in the past, but we're good, just so you know. We are great with that. Um, I'm just going to ask this. I'm going to ask the ushers if you guys can start coming down uh, with some cards. Get prepared and start coming down. We're just going to pass these down the row, and I'm going to keep answering some questions, all right? So why don't you guys just start passing those down the row. Here's my request. Everybody take a card. I've already been baptized. Take a card. Everybody take a card. And then if you want to be baptized, fill it out. And uh, everybody turn your cards back in, empty or filled out. All right? Does everybody hear that? So who takes a card? Thank you. And then fill out the card if you want to be baptized. All right? And then we'll turn those in at the end as those are being passed out. Couple more questions. Hey, I was, uh, I was baptized in another church. Should I be baptized again at harvest? Uh, no, we are not a cult. <laughs> Alright? You are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, not in the name of Harvest Bible Chapel. And all of God's people said, Amen. that's what we're talking about. You follow Him. And if you've been baptized into following Him, awesome. We're good with that. One and done, baby. That's what God's talking about. Alright? I'm sure that's biblical somewhere. I know. All right. Uh, Hey, I've rededicated my life. Can I get baptized again to show that? You know what? That's not the way to show rededication. Show your fire. Uh, Get serving him. Get worshiping him. Get walking with him. uh, Get going after sharing your faith with him. Baptism is, I was just saved. Rededication, that's like stand up and start sharing what God's doing in your life. All right? Not baptism. Okay? Hopefully that's clear. (coughs) I was baptized as an infant. Should I be baptized again? Okay. This is a tender one, so let's be careful here. Now remember, Scripture is belief and then baptism. So I was baptized as an infant, and I believed, right? Because as a baby, we're not going to pick that up, right? So I was baptized as an infant, then I believed which means we have not been baptized to reflect that. And so, yeah, you should be baptized. Uh, Now, let me be careful on that. Uh, This is a big deal for some families. And that that baptism as an infant matters a lot. And I'm great with that. A great statement as you explain it to your family. I love where you stand with God. And your commitment to me and to him and having me baptized. Now I'm standing up and saying I'm following him. And everything you've done in raising me, has led me to follow him. Praise be to God. Okay? I'm choosing to follow him. And then I want to reflect that. It's not undoing or calling a no-go. It's saying, I'm showing where I'm at now. Praise be to God. Everybody get that? Awesome answer. If you need some help with it, we'd love to talk it through with you. All right? Um, When should we be baptized? Next week. (laughs) All right? February 17th, we're doing a 9 o'clock and an 11 o'clock service. We're doing baptisms as soon as possible. Peter's like, anybody going to withhold water? Uh, that was a battle cry. Get the water. We're getting baptized, okay? And, and I love that opportunity. We've had a number of people saved in the last number of weeks here. We've had <clears throat> people who may have been saved for 15 years, 20 years, and never been baptized. Next week's your time. Uh, I don't care when. I care next step and all in means I hear you, God, and whatever you want done. And I'm ready to take that step with you. 
And, and his call was belief and then be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Stand up and just say, I'm trusting in Jesus Christ. I'm following after him. He's my God. All right? Uh, that's baptism. Tim, I'm not sure I get it. I'm not sure what it looks like. Can you give me a little better picture of what it might be like? Appreciating his shed blood and God forgiving us. That is saved. So today, it's not about getting saved. It's not coming up. It has already happened. They have trusted in Christ. They have believed. And because of it, they now want to take a stand and say, I want to represent him. That's what baptism is all about. That's what we're celebrating today. After I had my son, I had gotten very sick. It's just a really difficult time for me. I was unable to take care of my son at times. And um, I had a lot of help from family and friends, but I still felt very alone. I just kind of hit rock bottom. And I remember one night I just, I cried out to the Lord and I just said, God, I am so tired of living for selfish reasons um, and living for myself. I trusted in my words and my actions to save me because I thought surely there's things I can do to earn my way to heaven. I can, I can be good enough. I was here to, to pacify the prodding of my parents and not for myself, but the final song that we sang was the one we sang this morning, the All I Am Is Yours, and it, really, it hit me. And I'm nothing apart from God. I'm I just really realized it's not about me, and um, and that's when I prayed, and I just realized it's all about Jesus and what he did for me. On the way to work, I gave my life over to Christ. I just told him I was, I'm, I'm done with doing everything on my own. It's not about fear. Like, I don't want to go to hell, obviously, but, like, um, it's because Jesus first loved me, and then now I want to love him back. My freshman year of college, and it just really became real. It didn't feel like I was just going through the motions. I was, my faith was really tested with a lot of trials and people try to define you in college and try to figure out who you are and I realized I wanted people to know I was a follower of Christ. Finally, after peak performance, this last peak performance, um, I surrendered my life to Christ. Everything that I do now is for Him and not about myself because I know that I can't do it on my own. I just prayed one night and I said, Lord, I need you. I can't do this on my own anymore. And it was almost instantly. I just I didn't feel alone anymore. I just realized there's absolutely nothing I could do. There's no amount of self-medicating that I could do to, to earn a relationship with him. So um, it was on September 5th I decided to to follow him because he's forgiven me of so much and there's nothing else I can do but love him and a gentleman by the name of Chaplain Robert Bellis gave me his testimony and it just left me completely broken Um, the next day he came to visit me personally and that night in the jail cell at Cook County Jail I gave my life to Christ and uh...
want to be baptized because I love Jesus and I'm ready to go after him whatever I do. I want to be baptized today to tell everyone that I'm just on fire for him and ready to serve. I just want to tell like all my friends and all my family um, and people that don't know me that uh, I love Jesus and he's my savior and that he loves you guys too. I love Jesus, and I just want to show everybody that. I want to show the Lord, my family, my friends, and everybody. I'm all in. I accept the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior. I believe that He died on the cross for my sins, and He's given me so many second chances. The least I can do is return their favor back to Him and be a child of God like I should have been in the Love watching baptism videos, love being a part of baptism services. What a huge celebration time. And uh, join us in it next week, will you? If you've trusted Christ as your Savior, faith, and you have not stepped out and been baptized, February 17th, 2013, it's your time. All right, it's time. So uh, get that pen moving, get that filled out. We got to get that turned in. All right. And uh, we want to make sure we'll get in connection with you. How will it work then, Tim? So we'll get those cards. And uh, we as pastors will be moving through those, get those organized. Hopefully by Tuesday, Wednesday, we'll kind of know what we're doing uh, with the numbers and all that. And we'll be giving you calls back. You will be walked through the whole flow with pastorship uh, over the phone. And then we will meet here a uh, half hour before whichever service you're going to be baptized at next week. And walk through the details again to make sure you're more comfortable with all that's going on. All right? So that's some of the process with it. Uh, baptism. It's time. It's time to be completely his. All right? And and today was exclamation point time. Lord, I'm ready to step out with you with all I got. All right. So uh, one last thing. Um, So we're going to gear shift a little bit here. Um, Putting a big exclamation point on completely his statement. So I want to share a little bit about what's going on in our family uh, right now, okay? And uh, so over the last 15 months, uh, I have been having a steady decline, uh, basically a collapse of the hormone system that's going on in my body. And uh, I've been experiencing more and more uh, tiredness and fatigue and ache over the time. And uh, I'll be honest, I was just treating it as uh, it's a thorn. Uh, Let's keep going. And uh, so we got some doctor's help along the way and got some insight. We had a little bit of momentary victories, but we weren't getting to the bottom of things. And uh, um, so uh, when we went down for the senior pastor's retreat, uh, 
in Florida. We ended up through a dear friend here within Harvest who got us connected with Mayo. We stopped at Mayo on the way back through in Jacksonville. So uh, we got a battery of tests done in one day there and uh, got a call back from him on Thursday of this week, which, by the way, was my birthday. I turned 48 and got to talk to a doctor at Mayo. And uh, his statement was, uh, you need to go get checked immediately. Um, your pituitary needs to be checked out. So we called a friend, got, some, got an MRI set up right away. And uh, that day on my birthday, nothing like sick, fever, birthday, MRI. <laughs> Not how I planned to start 48, but whatever. And uh, so by the end of the night, uh, we got the readings back. And the good news is we got the answer. Um, and so the downside of that answer is uh, I have a uh, one-inch tumor uh, on my pituitary um, that uh, is needing to be surgically addressed. So fast, like in the next two weeks. So we're going after that as fast as we can. Um, it's surreal right now, uh, but we're settling into it. And... Uh, All right, so enough of that detail. So let's process this theologically, all right? Uh, Has this been a good sermon series or what? (laughs) For setting me up for this. I'm like, so God's teaching something. And let me tell you something. Here's one thing I've learned as I've been reading and studying over these past months and years. Uh, When God blesses, and man, has he been blessing. Amen? When God blesses, he... uh, He ever so slightly shrinks in that hedge of protection, ever so slightly, just enough to keep it very real as to what's going on and where our worship lies, all right? Hedge of protection, slightly in, our God will be worshiped, amen? And uh, so that's where we are. We love him. We worship him. We're excited about it. We're celebrating him. Uh, it's an answer to a 15-month-long battle, and, uh, and uh, God's got his timing. And I'm telling you, the words that have come through me, the words that have leapt off his page have just been uh, sweet music to so many in this body. We have so much going on right now, and uh, you know, lymphoma. And uh, we've got Pastor Mike in the hospital this week uh, with, I guess it's pneumonia now, right? Yeah, so pneumonia at this point. Emily Downs in on Thursday night and, and Steve and Marty losing um, their child this past week, the funeral on Tuesday for their uh, newborn. And uh, hey, a lot going on. And uh, so we're excited to walk with God through this. Uh, head slightly adjusted inward and, uh, and we're worshiping him. So two requests, all right? Number one, uh, Pray. Please pray. Um, Pray for doctor's wisdom. Pray for steady hand. (laughs) Knife near brain. Pray for steady hand. And uh, just pray. Pray for the decisions that we make. May they be wise. May they be solid. May they put us right where God wants us. All right? Pray. Uh, Not once, please. Okay? Uh, Paul always calls us to pray always, and uh, you've got so much going on in this body, but we just ask you to pray. And number two, and this is a big one, are you ready? What are you looking up here? Are you ready? Uh, do not 
let down your worship. All right? Uh, fist shaking does not get it done. Now, you want to shake a fist, we've already talked about where that goes. You can shake it at Satan all you want, but you keep your eyes fixed on Jesus Christ and you worship him with all you've got. God's doing something great. And Job 1 has become a passage that I became near and dear to and loved, and I had no idea we were even going to go into this. God prepares us. Amen? His grace is sufficient. And uh, in every moment, he gives you that word, and he gives you that strength right before you need it. Not a million miles before, but right before. And uh, God's hedge ever so slightly in, and we're ready to go after this. Okay? So uh, we praise God for you guys. We love you guys. I'm going to ask the elders to come on up. We love you guys. And uh, John and I could not have asked for a sweeter job in the world. Love being in this place. Love seeing what God is doing in this place. Through you and in you. Keep worshiping him with all you've got. Uh, Just so you know, basic prognosis is... uh, We're looking at a couple of weeks out. We'll be doing the surgery. And then uh, at most, they're saying about four weeks, Lord willing, and we'll be back preaching. So uh, we'll see how that goes. All right. I may sound really nasal. Put up with it. (laughs) What I'm saying? All right. So uh, Steve, take her away, man. You got it. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, uh, in the midst of uncertainty, what confidence, Lord, we can have that uh, you are in complete control, that you're gone ahead of, of Tim uh, in this circumstance, Lord, that uh, uh, you, you already have this mapped out. And we just uh, pray now, Lord, uh, that uh, this will uh, uh, be a diagnosis that moves uh, boldly to a complete cure, Lord, that uh, uh, you will be there uh, guiding those surgeons, Lord. Uh, we just pray now, the Lord, that uh, uh, as a congregation, as, as Tim has called us to, that, Lord, we will uh, keep our focus on you, that we will worship you with all that we have, Lord. But we just pray now uh, that uh, this will be a body that, as they go to prayer, and they're persistent in prayer for Tim and John and the family, Lord, that uh, Tim and John will feel this just flooded with uh, a sense of peace uh, and love, Lord, that uh, this body has for them. Uh, we just pray, the Lord, that uh, for all of us, that, that we will continually lift them up, Lord, uh, help them feel that sense that over the upcoming weeks that uh, it's not them doing this alone, Lord, uh, that, it's, uh, and, that they are in your hand and that they do have the support and love of this congregation. Our Father, I pray that for each one of us that are gathered here this morning, that there wouldn't be anything that comes into our life where the enemy could steal our worship. That we would continue to to call out to you, to surrender our hearts and our lives to you in every way. Thank you that you tell us in your word that your grace and your mercy is new every day. And we don't have to live off of last week's or yesterday's or wonder about tomorrow, but you tell us it's new every day. And today we claim that and we call upon that for Tim and John. And we pray, Lord, that, that you would become so much more real to them through this season that they find themselves in. And Lord, we know that your grace is sufficient and that our strength is made perfect in weakness. That you're going to show up in ways that you might not otherwise show up if Tim and John were not walking through this. And that through this, you will make them stronger. That you will work in their hearts and their lives. And Father, we pray for healing. 
And we know that you are God that does heal, that does bring wholeness to bodies. So, Father, that is our heart's desire and our prayer. But we also know, Lord, that we need to pray that your will would be done because you hold our lives in your hands. You hold a future. So, Father, we surrender Tim and John to you now at this moment and at this time. We pray for the girls as well. We pray that you would bind their hearts together as a family. Bind them closer to you as the God of the universe, the one who cares and loves and, and who protects and guards. And Lord, we're here this morning to just call out to you to see your hand work mightily in this, in this place and in these lives. Our Father, we pray that you would just allow us as a congregation to come close to them, to care for them, to watch over them. But Lord, we just thank you that you are God of the universe, the sovereign Lord, and that you allow or you direct, but in all things, your hand is covering over it all. Thank you that we have this privilege to pray and to surrender these lives to you. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.